0: Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition, hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibar of off Sport. I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens. It means so much to me and it keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like this for you all. Uh, feel free to share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And off Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you can find other Wildcat Offense episodes, even the football edition of the Wildcat Offense, which capped off a really remarkable season with a Las Vegas Bowl victory in a very improbable college football season for the Cats, and greatness, spelled G-R, number eight, NSS, where I give a little short-form audio on athletes who are just dominating their sports today, such as NBA champion Nikola Jokic, Um, the Philippines women's soccer team, who is the first from the country to represent the uh, Philippines in the World Cup, men or women, and the $700 million man, Shohei Otani, who was then of the Los Angeles Angels, but is now part of the Los Angeles Dodgers. If you enjoyed that, again, share the podcast and keep investing in mine. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on Super Bowl Sunday. I know that this is a very, very uh, busy time for us here in this side of the world, as a uh, you know, Super Bowl is going to be played later tonight between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and of course, with that on the schedule for tonight, that of course had our Cats play a really, really early game today against the Penn State Nittany Lions um, at noon today. So this game at the time of this recording has already finished. And I know I was supposed to give you all a preview show. And due to technical difficulties and a little bit of uh, communication problems, I was not able to deliver on that. So I do apologize. However, I'm going to make it up to you. I owe you guys an episode. And how about this? I'll come up with a compromise. Uh, instead of uh, having a show on Victory Monday, how about we just talk about the whole game today? Uh, preview, post-game, everything. So, you know... By now, like I said, the game has already finished, and we are celebrating a sixty-eight to sixty-three Wildcat win. So the Cats go on to beat the Nittany Lions twice this year. So two and zero. I know we've had a lot of one and one vibes lately, but hey, you know, to be two and zero against a team, you gotta have it. I mean, and that's the really important thing about conference play is that when you have the opportunity to play a team twice, and that's just because. I believe they're on um, Northwestern's side of the Big Ten, right? Um, you need to really capitalize, right? Because those games are meaningful games. In a team like the Cats position, you want to be able to take advantage, come away with Ws because at this point, we are playing for better seeding in the NCAA tournament, right? Seven seed last year. It'd be nice if this team can enter the tournament as a six or a five seed. Um so, and you don't get there without wins like these. And, of course, when the Cats played the any Lions last, which was in uh, December, I believe. Let me double check that. Oh, no, January 10th. I'm sorry. So, to kind of welcome in the new year, uh, the Cats survived a tough road test, 76-72. to 72. And just by looking at the records and looking at where each team is at, right... Uh going into the game, um, the Nittany Lions were sitting pretty at uh 500, 12 and 12. Uh, and they were just a little bit below Northwestern in the Big Ten standings. I think going into the game, they were six and seven. Well, the Cats were seven and six, but the Cats overall are um seventeen and seven. So of course, one team is miles ahead overall of the other and one has tournament aspirations while the other one is kind of just you know kind of in the middle of the pack there uh and there was no preview or recap show of the first meeting because i was away on vacation um that being said going into uh the game or i'm sorry 16 and 7 going into the game and uh now improving to 17 and 7 while uh Penn State was 12 and 11, but now has fallen to 12 and 12. uh, Now 6 and 7 in the Big Ten. So they were 500 more or less, is what I was trying to say. The Penn State Nittany Lions were. Um, And. Going into today's game, uh, the Cats were one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, ranking 8th nationally. And second in the Big Ten with 39.6% from long range, which is the highest since the 1990-1991 team, which shot 43.4%. Um, and uh, Northwestern was looking to sweep the Nittany Lions for the first time since 2012, though Penn State does lead the all-time series 38-22. to um, Players to look out for for the Nittany Lions were Kanye Clary, who averages 17.4 points per game, while Ace Baldwin Jr. is their second guy, posting 14 points a game with 2.9 steals. So uh, as far as guard play goes, they do have guards that can score and do have active hands. In in this case, it's Ace Baldwin Jr., and in our case, it's Boo Booey. Uh, while... Um, you know, Boo Booey has been, speaking of Boo Booey, you know, he's been really, really good for us this year. And going into today's game, he was the leading scorer for uh, the Wildcats, right? Averaging 19 points a game. And today he actually did a pretty good uh, performance. Uh, you know, he had 15 points. Uh, kinda tough from a shooting standpoint. 4 for 14 from the field. 1 for 4 from 3, but perfect at the line. 6 for 6. So... That being said, you know, with the Nittany Lions, um, with Clary and uh, Baldwin Jr., yeah, that those are the two guys that you really, really want to put tabs on. And perhaps, like I always say, take care of them and force other people to try and beat you. Right, like Kern Jr., like Hicks, uh, Cutis Wahab, who I'll get into a little bit because he had a pretty interesting stat line. Um, and then you know, for the Cats, you know, there will be no or there was no Ty Berry, right? Uh, Ty Berry was injured in the last uh, matchup against Nebraska, he only logged in nine minutes. So, of course, Nick Martinelli gets starting minutes, and having him in the starting lineup and having him to get going that's obviously really big shoes to fill as Ty Berry is one of the reasons why the cats are where they are. And of course it puts more responsibility on guys like Luke hunger and uh, Jordan Clayton, because now you kind of have to reset that bench rotation and reset the rotation overall as you know, you're now down one and other guys need to step up to play. Um, That being said, of course, the cats were at home for today's game, and virtually, virtually undefeated at home this year. The one loss being that Chicago State game. But in terms of Big Ten play, the cats are were six and zero, going on seven and zero, which uh, was set by the nineteen sixty seven nineteen sixty eight team. And now that the game is over at this point in time, the cats have now tied that record with this win over the. Uh, over the uh, nittany lions now uh another fun stat is that the cats have won nine of their last 10 conference home games which is their best since the 1965-66 and 1966-67 seasons and there is plenty of home games to go around for the wildcats such as um playing against uh are here playing against michigan and iowa and of course we get a second meeting with minnesota so there's a good chance for the cats to tie that record uh given that there's three home games left and all they need is three to get even with that record um of course another thing that i would have loved to see for today's game had there been a preview show is Not only just 40 minutes of intensity, right? Because we need to have games decided in 40. But also just um, really clamping down. Really not letting uh, North, or I'm sorry, not Northwestern, Penn State get into a rhythm. Kind of try to not make the game close. If anything, try to put the game away early. Kind of like how they did with Nebraska. Unfortunately, that ended up not happening As at the half. It was 29-27. And looking at the thir- uh, second half totals, it was 39-36 in favor of the Cats. But you can argue that it was a pretty close game throughout. Uh, but just by looking back and watching the game, um, the Cats really had uh, Penn State's number. But Penn State just happened to find a way to to come back. And during the final seconds of the game it looked a little suspect as penn state was able to get a couple of good buckets and luckily the cats were able to um capitalize at the free throw line to put the game on ice uh so good job on the cats for uh having people step up in tyberry's absence big ups to the northwestern crowd for bringing the intensity and giving home court advantage and keeping that um near perfect home record and that perfect big 10 home record intact and again just using or having penn state use other people to try and produce Uh, looking now into the deeper stats right highest score was actually kern jr 18 points in 28 minutes of play seven for nine from the field four for four from the line seven rebounds three assists he did foul out of the game but he did have one steal and one block baldwin jr had 17 points on 39 minutes four for 13 from the field so tough shooting day one for five from three eight for nine from the line five rebounds eight assists three turnovers though with two steals Hicks had 14 points over 36 minutes. 5 for 11 from the field. 3 for 7 from 3. 1 for 2 from the line. 5 rebounds. Um, He had 4 fouls. Kutis Wahab, 4 points. But he did shoot perfect. 2 for 2. He did have 5 rebounds and 5 blocks. So, Northwestern did not win the block battle today. Of course, this is not a team known for shot blocking. This is more a team known for creating turnovers. So, while... Penn State had the blocks. Um, Northwestern definitely really had defense because outside of Hicks, Baldwin, and Kern, nobody really scored in double figures. Wahab had four. Dunn had four. Brown had three. Ayer had two. O'Boyle with one. And Kanye Clare was actually held scoreless. 14 minutes, 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1, and only one assist to um, to his name. Uh, as far as Northwestern goes, Cats had five guys in double figures and what have i said about having a starting lineup's worth of guys in double figures there is a good chance that you're gonna win the game right bubuie led the way with 15 points like i said really tough shooting day but really good from the line six assists five rebounds and only two fouls nobody fouled out for northwestern in this game uh but there was a player with foul trouble and that's jordan clayton with four fouls and he recorded no points in 11 minutes of action. Langborg with 32 minutes scored 14 points tough shooting day for him 3 for 11 from uh, the field but 3 for 5 from 3 and 5 for 6 from the free throw stripe uh, two rebounds and one assist to his name Brooks Barnheiser another solid day at the office Uh, 14 points nine rebounds Though, again, tough shooting day from the field. 3 for 15, 1 for 3, 7 for 10 from the line. Uh, But he also had um, 2 assists and 4 steals. Nicholson with 11 points. There we go. Big man finally uh, getting back in the double figures column. 4 for 7 from the field, 3 for 3 from... Uh, free throws. That's something that he has kind of struggled a bit with this year. So good to see him have a perfect shooting day. Um, eight rebounds to his name, three assists, and one steal. Um, one of the plays he had like a really good breakaway dunk. Kind of reminded me of that Kim Noah, um, breakaway a couple of years back or not? I shouldn't say a couple of years back, but it's it's at least, um, over a decade now. But uh, in the playoffs way back when for the bulls but that's a different conversation different talk for another day uh nick martinelli with expanded minutes 36 minutes scored 11 points 5 for 13 from the field 0 for 2 from 3 and 1 for 2 from the line um he had 8 rebounds himself 2 assists 1 steal so uh not Or or I shouldn't say not bad. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good day for a guy that is usually the sixth man on our team to be that starter to get starting minutes today and actually produce. Um, As far as the bench goes, there wasn't much to write home about. Um, Hunger and Clayton had more minutes, 12 and 11, respectively. But like I said, Clayton had zero. Hunger had zero. Um, Blake Smith did have some play time with only two minutes zeros across the board with the exception of two personal fouls. So that's okay, but again, to have your starting five in double figures, especially your big man because he's more known for rebounding and blocking and instead he not only gets that but also gets 11 points in his name, you know, you got to take it. You got to really really uh take it for what it is. Uh looking into the team stats, uh Penn State shot the ball better overall, 21 of 48. 43.8% from the field to cats, 31.7 cats had the better three point shooting six for 16, 37 and a half to 31.6 um, cats had the better free throws, 22 of 27, 81 and a half percent from the line to 75% for the lions, 15 out of 20 tight on assists, more rebounds to the cats, um, 34 to 29 more offensive rebounds, eight to two uh, more steals, seven to three, Of course, uh, Penn State had uh, more blocks, 10-2, to but here's the big one here. The Penn State Nittany Lions committed 11 turnovers, while the Cats committed only 6. So, again, way to really take good care of the basketball uh, Cats, and way to force the Nittany Lions into a lot of errors. So, it's a really good win. Towards the end of the game, uh, one of the announcers on the Big Ten Network uh, broadcast made a really interesting comment, which was uh, the Cats survive again. And, you know, he's right. Um, You would hope that for a game like this one, uh, for a team that you know is not necessarily going to contend, and you played them close last time, and now you have them on your home court, it would be ideal to kind of win more decisively right but in the end while the cats did end up winning which is great it was another close game so that's just the beauty of it is what i'm trying to say is that sure there's a team that can be um astronomically better but on any given day that game can be really close or really in favor of the other team but luckily for the cats um it was really good that um, the cats came away victorious because like i said you need to keep getting wins here and there because you want to have higher seating going into the ncaa tournament and again you know we are in the back nine of the uh, basketball season i mean just by looking at the schedule again the cats have one two three four five six seven more games um Play this year four on the road, three at home, and their next game is not until Thursday, so after Valentine's Day, the 15th against Rutgers at Rutgers. So, um, it's like what I keep saying, right? There's so much college basketball to be played, but also so little college basketball to be played, and it just so happens that a bulk of these back of the scheduled games are in February, which is the shortest month of the year. So, um, you know, it's kind of crazy to think, again, that it's already the end of college basketball or nearing the end of college basketball. And now we're going to be transitioning to a new set of sports going into uh, springtime. But, you know, uh, again, that's just kind of like the beauty of it. Uh, And I hope that uh, the Cats can really tighten it up for the next eight games because, It's going to be crucial. You know, you want to be playing for a better position in the tournament. I still think that this is a tournament team no matter what. But you kind of have to be careful. You don't want to be losing any snoozers at this point in the year. And, of course, with the conference tournament coming up, there's a good chance that these teams that the Cats have managed to go up 2-0 against. Like Penn State, you know. Um, It's going to be hard. To beat them three times if they see them again in the tournament and for the cats right speaking of repeat um, repeat matchups they will only see or will, they will see three more you know they'll have maryland at maryland they'll have michigan state at michigan state and then senior day against minnesota at welsh ryan so you know at this rate you kind of want to shore up those previous losses so get those wins back or just sweep a team in general but again it's just very very um uh, very crucial this back stretch even though the cats are in very good shape you don't want to ever take these remaining games for granted but yeah i thought today's game was a pretty good game um of course for us uh, wildcat fans um this could be a really really good sunday right uh, with the Cats win out of the way, and then, of course, the Super Bowl uh, coming up later tonight. Um, this could be a really good sports day for us. But back to the game, it's good. I really think it's good. Um, uh, of course, you can argue that the theme that was that some things never really change, in the fact that it was a close game, and Penn State played the Cats good, but, of course, the Cats just have it right now, to beat teams that will give them a hard time right cohesiveness experience it really just comes into play and um having home court advantage also helps so i thought it was a good win and i hope that um the lessons from this game will be applied into rutgers because you know it is a one and done showdown it is away and while the cats haven't been as good away this is a good opportunity to steal a game and further improve that resume But uh, let me know what you think. Do you think that the Cats should have done more against Penn State? Did this game perhaps meet expectations? Or maybe in your eyes, you know, did the Cats overperform? And maybe was this game supposed to be closer than uh, you would have thought? But uh, that's all I have for today. I'm going to sign off and now start up on my own Super Bowl activities. Thank you again for joining me on your Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I understand that it's a really busy time for uh, us here in the United States. Uh, but hey, you know, at least we have a good start. Our uh, college basketball team started the day with a W. Um, and hopefully whatever team that you pick for tonight uh, comes away. Uh, with Or, no, let me take that back. Um, if you're pulling for the Niners tonight, I hope uh, you can celebrate because I hope they, they come away with a W tonight as well. Um, that being said, thank you again for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens. It means so much to me and the podcast. It keeps me motivated to keep making these kind of episodes for you all. Uh, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who's down to join the Sports Talk conversation. That could be found on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and most podcast platforms. Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you could find Greatness, spelled GR8NSS, which, as mentioned earlier, is short form audio for athletes who are just killing it at their sport today, whether that's the Philippines soccer team, boxing champion Naoya Inoue, or the $700 million man Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, and if you like that, stick around cuz uh, there will be more on the way. Um but yeah. So, like I said, next game is on Thursday. We will uh meet up again on Wednesday to uh preview that game and recap it on uh Friday uh on Friday. That is the plan at least. I I will try my best not to snooze kind of like I did on this one, but I hope uh, this kind of makes up for if I doing more of a comprehensive episode of uh, today's uh, matchup between the Cats and the Nittany Lions. Um, Until then, have a good week. I will see you on Wednesday, and go Cats!